WSB's Eric Erickson. The WSB 24-hour breaking news center is active. That guarantees you'll hear breaking news, weather, and traffic alerts immediately during Hannity and during Atlanta's evening news 5 to 7. Depend on it. Sean Hannity. The new new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Now it's time for Jamie Dupree. The most connected man in D.C. on the Sean Hannity Show. All right, the Hillary Clinton story continues to be our top story of the day. We've got two members of the Benghazi Committee that are going to join us later in the program, uh, the Benghazi Select Committee. But first, he's the most connected man in Washington, D.C. He's the one on. How are you today? Excellent. How about yourself? How are things in D.C.? Things warming up here a little bit in New York. Yeah, just same here. I think that uh, everybody's still talking about the the Hillary Clinton news conference yesterday and uh, all the different uh, permutations coming off of that. I mean, we've still got sort of a standoff there with Republicans on the Benghazi committee saying they want uh, the emails. They they uh, want them turned over soon. They want the email server as well. Of course, uh, Mrs. Clinton saying yesterday she was not going to release that. The White House briefing, again, filled with a number of questions today for the White House and reporters really zeroing in on one thing, uh, especially the thought that uh, of across the government, sort of the only person that was doing it a different way was the secretary of state at that time. Uh, the White House spokesman, Josh Earnest, uh, didn't want to say something like that, but kept saying that the administration was committed to being the most transparent in American history. And on those lines, uh, there was an interesting report that was issued today at the State Department about how workers at the State Department are supposed to save their emails for the permanent historic record. If you can imagine this, in 2011, one billion plus emails were sent by employees at the State Department. Of those uh, one billion, 61,000 were all that were saved for the permanent historic record. In fact, this internal investigation showed that in 2013, so that would have been Hillary Clinton out in January, February, John Kerry in. So the two of them in that one year, that office of the Secretary of State saved only seven emails the entire seven. year for the seven. record. Seven. So, yeah. so there was a concerted effort to bypass the law, the Records Act, and the specific, and I'm going by the administration's own words, the specific policies and stringent policies of the administration. What's interesting was in this report from the State Department, they they interviewed a number of people at headquarters in D.C. and around the world, and they said in some cases it's people just didn't get the right training, they didn't know how to do it, but in others it was obvious they didn't want to do it. I'm quoting here from the report, and you can find a link to it on my blog at jamiedupree.com. Some employees do not create record emails, that's historic emails, because they do not want to make the email available in searches or they fear that this availability would inhibit debate about pending decisions. So in other words, they know that if they submit this stuff for the permanent historic record, either the Congress or Freedom of Information Act request could get a hold of it, and they don't want their name tagged onto some quote from some email at some point in time to then find its way out into the public record in the press or whatever, which is very interesting when you think about it, because they have the ability by not submitting these for the permanent record to keep it out of those searches. And obviously, as a reporter and others, we would like to find out some of these things. And if you've got electronics like this, you've got to realize that just about anything you write down could be part of uh, some kind of FOIA request or more. So an interesting timing for the release of this report. Well, the AP filed this lawsuit. Now, yep. they, they had initially requested documents five years ago. Yep. And, 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 and quoting here from that lawsuit, uh, that which they filed in federal court here in D.C. today, 
At no time over the past five years has the State Department ever indicated that it did not have possession or control over the records. Those would be Hillary Clinton's records, including email messages that have been sought by the uh, AP. So the AP is basically saying they've had some of these FOIA requests, the Freedom of Information Act requests, in for five years and they haven't been able to get anything other than one partial response that got them three documents from an August 2013 request. So basically, all these efforts by them to find out things about Secretary Clinton and her time in office has netted them nothing. They were trying to get stuff about her calendars and schedules. They were trying to get stuff about uh, Huma, uh, the former deputy chief of staff, Huma Abedin. They were trying to get things about the raid of, on Osama bin Laden, trying to get things about the records concerning surveillance and other anti-terrorism programs conducted by the U.S. government, and also the State Department's dealings with a defense contractor. So it goes to show that even a major news organization like the AP, which is totally on the ground and has people right in the State Department briefing room and in that building all the time, even they, with their people who know how to structure these things, can't get anything out of the State Department. Her big claim was, you know, and again, she deleted 32,000 emails, and uh, the server, she has no intention of allowing access to the server, and Trey Gowdy saying he's not sure if he has the authority to get it from her. I don't know if he, don't you think? I'm not sure he has legal authority to get at it. I think there's going to be a big legal fight over that. Now we have the question of, was the hard drive destroyed? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, you know, the, the, now, the hard drive was, was just because that was destroyed doesn't mean the server doesn't have a backup. No, you're right. Uh, the refrain today from reporters at the White House briefing uh, to Josh Ernest repeatedly was something along the lines of, well, do you trust her? And he said, of course, we take her at her word. And obviously, that's a big deal uh, because you have to you, if you're going to trust her, then you think that she only destroyed what needed to be kept and or what didn't need to be kept. But. I think there's a open question on that for reporters and obviously for Republicans as well. Now, the one thing, again, that I'll emphasize about what the GOP has to do next, and I think we'll get a lot of attention, is, you know, how they conduct their probe. Because if we go back and look at other times when the Clintons have been under the microscope, whether it was Whitewater or uh, the Vince Foster uh, suicide and more, the, the Republicans have always been seen as uh, sort of overreaching. And, uh, you know, I think it'll be an interesting uh, effort here by Trey Gowdy. Uh, is he going to be seen as Dan Burton or will the will the Democrats try to cast him as Dan Burton uh, and, and Alphonse D'Amato? Or will he be able to get at some of this stuff? He's, if he's going to bring her in for two different hearings, certainly it, uh, it it could it could be a pretty big show when you think about it with the 2016 race not far off here's another big problem with the story she laid out yesterday and she claimed that the server she had was in their Chappaqua home in New York and it was set up for her husband well, the only problem email supposedly well according to the Wall Street Journal he sent a grand total of two emails according to in Bill Clinton spoke from the White House yeah. both when he was in the White House now Here's another contradiction of that, and I don't think anybody else has picked up, picked up on this. Uh, if you go to the smoking gun, this whole Jeffrey Epstein convicted pedophile Orgy Island case that I keep bringing up to you, and he flew on the plane multiple times with Jeffrey Epstein and, and was identified as having been at Orgy Island. We don't know why he was there. Anyway, the smoking gun has from that case, while Bill Clinton was never deposed, lawyers obtained Epstein's computerized phone directory, which included, quote, email addresses, plural, for Clinton, along with 21 phone numbers for Bill Clinton, including those for his assistant, according to a court filing. Uh, 
Now, here's a question. Maybe he gets email but doesn't send it. I don't know. Well, why would Bill Clinton be using multiple email addresses to contact Jeffrey Epstein if he only sent two emails in his life? And here's a bigger question. Were Bill's emails to Epstein on the same server as Hillary's secret emails? And if it was, then maybe we have an understanding of why she's not going to let that server be handed over to anybody. Well, again, uh, I'm not sure that Congress can get at that server. It would seem the only way that anybody could get at it would be in some kind of criminal investigation, right? Yeah, well, I mean... I mean, that's what it would seem to me. But the Records Act, and I can't get anyone to give a definitive answer on this, the Records Act to me seems... You know, why did she wait two years when she was obligated by law to do this on a regular basis? Well, obviously, and as reporters were trying to establish with the White House spokesman today... She was doing things differently than just about everybody else, either in a, a cabinet position or B inside the federal government. Yeah. I now, what was interesting from her late today is that I saw that she put out a tweet just about an hour ago jabbing at uh, Republican critics and uh, the Republican letter on Iran this week. And so maybe well, that's she's a trying to effort. distract by going to the Iran well, issue. Sure, here. She's trying to change, uh, change to now, turn the page and move on. Sure. Here's the other issue. She said she used one device for the sake of convenience. But I have an interview from two weeks ago where she admits she used four devices. So I want to ask the big question. Okay. iPhone or Android? (laughs) 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 Okay, in full disclosure, Blackberry and a Blackberry. (laughs) And I think the president told you the same thing. Yeah. Um, Except I think he really loves his. Well, you know, it... It is, there are reasons why when you start out in in Washington on a BlackBerry, you stay on it in many instances. Um, But it's also, um, I don't know, I I don't throw anything away. I'm like two steps short of a hoarder. Um, So I I have a, 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 you know, an iPad, a mini iPad, an iPhone, and a BlackBerry. iPhone, iPad, a mini iPad. I don't know when she got them. She has been out for a couple of years. Well, the, I guess, but she said that two weeks ago. Yep. And now, now here's the other problem that you have with, with what she's saying here, is that she says, well, I did it for convenience. Well, anybody can put two email accounts on any single device. So that doesn't really fly. You are correct about that. But uh, I guess try to imagine how do Republicans, what, what do they go after her on? I mean, other than just the obvious of you're not doing this correctly, where are they able to grab onto this? I think that as a matter of law, out? I think what they do is they've got to get the server and let the courts decide rather than having a big congressional battle over it. And I would probably be very, very focused and organized in terms of who goes out and says anything about it. And I would just uh, I would say that this is what the Records Act says. I would use the, the courts and see what they say. I mean, and I would use subpoena power and subpoena it and see if the administration steps in and says, well, you don't have the right to. And then uh, I think it'll become very clear that there's a cover-up going on. Now, one of the other things, you talk about an 18-minute gap in the Watergate tapes. What about the gap in the emails that we don't have any emails from Benghazi? And remember, they they requested this almost two years ago, Jamie. Well, supposedly there are emails. These were subpoenaed two years ago. Supposedly there are emails about Benghazi. I mean, uh, Last summer they got seven. Well, the Democrats said there were um, hundreds and hundreds, and that they they asked the other day for the State Department to prioritize their release ahead of all the others. Well, it's just, how does she become the arbiter, the lone 
decision maker into what's relevant and what's not relevant. Oh, I get what you're saying. I, I mean, and that was brought up repeatedly today at the White House briefing. But again, plot out how you do that in a congressional hearing that is more I, than I, just running her up and down the flagpole. I think for because, two years, if Jamie Dupree, okay, let's say I'm a I'm on a congressional committee and I subpoena all emails related to whatever the subject happens to be, let's say Benghazi, and two years later I'm still fighting to get them, Jamie Dupree, I hate to tell you, uh, as popular as you are, as good a reporter as you are, you're going to be arrested, you're going to be handcuffed, you're going to be perp-walked, we're going to take a, a picture of you, and we're going to put you in, in jail with Bubba, and not her Bubba. Again, I'm saying, how, just, you know, but, I understand that people are mad about it, and they think that something's happened, but it, it in the realm of congressional hearings, it can be a different kind of standard and a different but, kind but, of argument. But you've got to understand that if Jamie Dupree, average citizen, Sean Hannity, average citizen. Yeah, but this isn't Jamie Dupree and Sean Hannity, average yeah, citizen. Yeah, but the problem That's why is. I keep raising this because it's a if different it's a subpoena, kind of scenario. If you are mandated by Congress for an investigation to hand over your emails, and they didn't find out until what, last month this month that she oh, had raises all, all kinds of questions i have no argument with you well whatsoever. that seems like obstruction and an investigation to me and i think there are certain legal issues that now really become relevant but and as I even think, you I, said even but, republicans aren't sure they can but get what i the think server. they ought to do is systematically pursue without being shrill on television systematically pursue what the law is and just leave it on the law well it will be a test my them as to whether or not they can do that yeah, it, well, it's a test that do our laws matter? Uh, do we apply the, the same laws to the rich and famous and powerful as we do to, you know, plain old Jamie Dupree and plain old Sean Hannity? Because hey, uh, if they can cast it like that and find a way to do that, then, the you know, then they maybe they have an argument. But I'm I agree sure with you. There is a challenge whenever you're dealing with the Clintons. I'm not disagreeing with you in principle. I agree. Yeah, but, but I she think she has this survivability that I just find to be, you know, sort of fairly remarkable. If I would have told you before yeah. Monica Lewinsky that a press president would have sex with an intern in the Oval Office, lie about it, cover it up, lie to the American people, uh, you wouldn't believe it for two seconds. You wouldn't. And he, they survived. Yep. Well, and prospered. <laughs> Prosper is another big point. I think our other bigger problem is the money the Clinton Foundation took from countries that treat women horribly. Well, uh, listen, there's been a lot of attention to that. I don't, I don't think any of that's going away anytime no. soon. But, you know, we'll see. All right. Thank you, Jamie Dupree. Appreciate it. All right. It. See you tomorrow, Sean. All right. I got some statistics for you. And, Linda, I don't know if you know this, that every two seconds somebody breaks a cell phone. Every two seconds. And you might get your protection plan, in other words, your insurance from your provider, Verizon, AT&T, Sprint. If you are, you're paying as much as 11 bucks a month and $199 deductible. Squaretrade.com gives you a protection for your phone for half the price at 5 bucks a month, lower deductible. All right, so every two seconds, somebody breaks their cell phone. 5% of smartphones are going to end up in somebody's washing machine. These are statistics. Accidents that happen. 6% of people's phones are going to be left on their car, and then they'll drive off. And 9% will fall. Uh, where do they fall now? Would take a guess. Uh, I don't know. Uh, they fall in the toilet. Oh, God, that's gross. They fall in the toilet. <laughs> I'm not getting that one out of I, there. So here's the bottom line. Your phones are expensive, and most of you have insurance through your provider, and you're way overpaying. So protecting your phone is a smart idea, but paying what the... What AT&T, Verizon, and Sprint charges is a bad idea. Now, you can keep your provider, 
and pay half the insurance amount. And if you're like me, have four, five, six phones a month, uh, six phones on your family, that's $1,000 a year in my pocket every year. So don't flush your money down the toilet. Squaretrade.com will show you how to keep your provider and get rid of their insurance and pay half the cost at Squaretrade.com. It's that simple. You'll save hundreds with every phone. Go to Squaretrade.com. Squaretrade.com is the smart thing to do. Government's got problems. He's got solutions. America listens to the Sean Hannity Show. News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB. 